Good afternoon, Patriots. It is August 22nd. It's a Sunday, and I am making this podcast directly for people in a militia group looking to start a militia group or looking to join one. And the focus is going to be on what is the goal of a group and what kind of people are different groups bringing in. I'm going to be honest. I'm in a group. It's called um, 3% Defense Militia. I have been with them um, over a year. I have um, been in unorganized groups for the past 10 years. I was in organized groups way back in the day. That thing, my space was around. Um, I am there because of my state, I'll be honest. I'm in South Carolina. I support my state 100%. I would not be in an organization. This organization was not for the leadership in my state and the people that are commanding the unit and our battalion here in South Carolina. And we have a state vetting process. We have very strict criteria. We do a lot of things to ensure the people coming in are going to be the right fit for our state. And what might be the right fit for our state might not be the right fit for another state or another um, group. And, but I do want to touch on a few things I find disturbing. People looking to get involved and join and have no idea what the Constitution says. How can you join something and say you're going to support the Second Amendment if you've never read the Second Amendment and do not understand what it means? How can you be willing to fight and die for a document if you've never read it? And I am dumbfounded across boards in the country and in general. How many people have no idea what the Constitution says, what it is about, or even what the role of a militia is? And I'll talk to people and they'll say, you know, different notions. Now, the group that I belong to, we have a vision of preach shit hits the fan and actor shit hits the fan. But I think a militia, in the best terms, is the ultimate preppers, okay? And the reason I say that is because you are training in a number of disciplines. My biggest pet peeve is the fact, and I said this on my podcast, I mean, I think my podcast, but I know I said it in my Clapper, people don't consider physical capabilities as far as exercise and weight and physical fitness as important. To me, it is more important than anything else you're ever going to do. Because when your truck is lying on the side of the road, I wonder how much gear you're going to be able to get on you, plus whoever else is with you, and get to where you need to be. And you can't do that going out and working out maybe once a month. And working out is not the same as conditioning and functional fitness and training. Now will be a whole other subject. So people talk about, you know, I was talking to someone, they weren't looking at joining. Or I was talking to people in another state, they don't have any groups, they're thinking about starting one. Um, whatever the circumstances. And they'll say to me, well, we need this, you know, what do we need? Okay. Most people immediately go to ex-military, ex-law enforcement, because they have the combat skills, they have the mentality. And yes, um, if you took every veteran that served from Desert Storm until today, that has served and is now out of the military, you would have a larger standing army. Veterans absolutely, their oath, I really hope every veteran listening knows your oath does not expire. I've had family members die for that oath, okay? It does not expire. So I hope that you plan on fighting with us. And you plan on standing up. So yes, reaching out to veterans and law enforcement, people that have taken an oath to serve and protect, absolutely. Plus they're going to have the skills you need, correct. They're going to have the um, tactical, they're going to have marksmanship, 
They're going to have the mindset. And that's more important than anything because shooting a gun or even hunting is not the mindset of I'm going to take a human life. Okay. If you've never done anything violent in your life, I mean, really violent, how do you know you're going to be able to? I'm just saying. So yes, the military has that mindset of people going into the military and most of the time, even law enforcement, know that is a possibility and that is part of their mindset going into it. And of course, then I also believe you need medical. Basically, what I believe is you're building a community. You're going to have frontline warriors, yes, but then somebody has to supply the frontline warrior with what they're going to need for the missions and be able to be sustainable. Now, some militia groups I know are digging into compounds to bug out, wait it out, defend their compounds, defend their families. And these are mainly what I call unorganized cells. And I know some very, very good friends that are involved in this. And so, I mean, they're looking, they don't want people to come in with them, really, um, because they don't trust people. Because of the fact that groups fall apart, groups have infighting, groups have drama, and they rather take their chances with who they know. Immediate family, very small window. Not that family can't turn on you in the worst situation. But besides we're looking at, now we have people that, you know, built frontline soldiers, you could say. You know, the 11 Bravo. Um, you have a medical corps. How about communications when there's no cell phone networks, when there's no internet? How are you going to get from point A to point B? Um, second thing, when if there's no CVS, does your medical team no alternative medicine? Can you make something from roots? Can you make something from herbs? Can you survive? Okay. Here's a cold heart truth. Read one second after. Shit hits the fan. 60% of the population is dead in three days. No refrigeration, no medication, you're dead. Point blank, okay? Back to the physical fitness and exercise. If I was putting a group together, the first thing I'd do is give you a test. If you can't do a basic, what I call boot camp, I don't want you because you're a liability. Now, if we're in a camp situation and we are um, staked out there and we're hunkered down and I got a 70-year-old veteran that can take a sniper and go up there on a tower and take them down, great. But he has to understand when the time comes, if we have to bug out, he's not going to make it. If he's good with that understanding, I'm good with him being there. And this is the same fallacy when people say my family doesn't want to train. Well, if your family is going to be running into that compound with you, I sure to hell hope they um, have the mentality to be able to do what they need to do. Okay? So back to the question I want building a group because people have trouble finding groups. They are nervous about joining groups and rightly so. I've had the experiences myself. And the bigger the group gets, the worse it gets. Because you have more people, more drama, more egos, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I tell them, you need your soldiers, think out of the back box. Medical, but alternative medical. So you might want to look for people that are into herbs and homesteading. And have skills that you don't want to think of. You might want to look um, even at veterinarians, people that work with animals. People that know how to process meat, how to store meat. You might want to talk to people that know how to preserve fish, game, all these things that might be essential. And, and how and when, that's the question. If you have a bug out location, do you go? And can you even get there? You know, I also think it's important if you're building a, a community like this, which I think a militia is, again, back to the 1700s. It wasn't just 
training in, in firearms. They were blacksmiths. They had to know how to put that shoe back on the horse. If your horse didn't have a horseshoe, it wasn't going anywhere. If a cannon broke, someone had to be able to fix it. If, so they had people, the women followed along, actually, and did the sewing and the cooking. And I think, you know, now, whatever. But, um, you know, great. Then they should be learning the skills to be able to cook up with cast iron in the way that they had to cook 200 years ago because it isn't going to be Betty Crocker, okay? Now, let's go a little bit into that group. So, my mind, you want someone who knows how to work on diesel engines, someone who's, a, you know, a mechanic, welders, builders, fabricators, electronics, anything that you possibly could think of, almost like a Gilligan's Island scenario, that is what you're going to want. But more than anything, you want people that have a mindset and you know it. Let me, let me tell you what I mean. You're in a parking lot. I find myself in the most weird situations ever. I do. And sometimes I put myself in there because I have a hard time ignoring stuff. But you're in a parking lot and you see a guy about, you know, getting on this girl. Maybe he's going to hit her or whatever it is. How many people are going to step in? I mean, step in, step in, okay? That is the mentality of what you're actually looking for. A little bit of crazy. Because, ask anyone that's recruited in the military, you have to have that instinct. Because if you hesitate, and being civilians, and maybe being put into a militant situation, can be very bad. Now, personally, I was never in the military. I just have always had that kind of personality. And my... No shit, I've always believed this was going to come to it. But I've always kind of unfortunately put myself in situations where being from a very young age in school, if I saw something going on that wasn't right, I had to act. And that's just how I am. But I know people, point blankly, that would never, ever pull a trigger on a weapon. I know it. So you got to think when, you know, you're talking to person A and they're going to have extended family, B, C, and D, what is your plan? Where's your group going to meet up? What's that window of opportunity to meet up? How are you going to meet up? How are you going to communicate? That's why I believe, again, going back to the original militia model, it was based in towns. Here's an example. Let's just take the town of Spartanburg, South Carolina. They would have a local militia. From Spartanburg, it would be broken down literally into smaller communities. Okay? Why? Well, in the 1700s, they could not communicate. You had to get a new horse and ride to the next person, right? So the people that you were going to defend with, what were you defending against? Invasion, okay? They were going to defend, after the Boston Massacre, whatever, what the English soldiers were going to come to that town, they were going to defend it, okay? That's what, to me, the militia is. So you have to have that preparation. But in our mindset, most likely is not going to be cell phones and communications. I really do believe that. I believe shit hits the fan is going to hit it completely. And it's not going to be the zombies to worry about. It's going to be the people. So you have to have the means to survive if you really plan on surviving. And again, that means how do you preserve that meat? What are you going to do with the extra parts? How do you make clothing? How do you make um, improvised weapons? I'm honest. I am so tired of people being scared to talk about improvised weapons. Please watch Mythbusters. Please go get the army manuals on improvised weapons and learn what the hell to do, okay? Call it a science project for your homeschooling child. And that's it, okay? And the topic. 
because it might be very, very necessary. Know how to make a knife. Know how to do things that our past generations had to be able to do. Again, medical. So when you're recruiting or you're looking to start a group, you got to first think about what this group going to be about. Are we just, you know, run gun? Then what? Are we building a bug out location, a fortress? Are we becoming homesteaders? Are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then go from there. But the people that come in, I'm going to tell you this. You better vet the hell out of them. And I'm so tired of people saying, I'm a patriot. I want to join a militia. And they don't know what the damn constitution says. Okay. Back it up. You can join and you can come talk to me when you can tell me what the constitution says. And have a conversation about it. You don't joining a group because someone tells you to join a group. If someone says, Uncle Dave told me I should join, go tell them to go be with Uncle Dave. If someone says, I saw a video, and yes, I started doing some clapper, three-minute little rants and raves, but someone says, I saw a video influencer, and that's why I want to join, you know what, go hang out with him. Because I want people that want to join because they understand the price of freedom, they understand what this is about. And they're willing to. And you know the people I don't trust? The people running around with muzzles on their faces, okay? If you have a freaking muzzle on your face right now, to me, you're nothing, okay? You don't have the guts to stand up now. Why should I trust you down the road to stand up? So when you're building a group, these are things to look for. Now, is this harsh? Yeah, it's harsh, okay? But it isn't going to be roses and daisies, okay? It isn't going to be fuzzy little warm kittens and nice little fireplaces. This is going to be shit hits the fan, picture of Mad Max beyond Thunderdome meets, you know, alien and whatever, okay, or Resident Evil. This is not good. So if you plan on fighting and you plan on trying to survive, which, you know, I really don't want to play the Hunger Games, but I don't mind, I'm going to stand up and fight for what I believe in, then you better make sure the people coming in want who they say they are. Research them, research them, know them, know their families. Make sure they know what they're joining. Make sure they have understanding. Make sure they're not going to be standing there shaking and not be able to pull that trigger. Make sure if they have to do something up close and violent, they can do it. Because shooting somebody or shooting something is very different than up close and personal violence. Think about that. And I don't care what their role is. If it's a woman cooking in the kitchen, she better have it in her. Or you're going to have to go save her and now she's a liability to everybody else. I'm going to leave it at this today, Patriots, but I want you to think, if you have an existing militia group, I want you to think about this. What is your mission? What is your goal? What are you doing to bring in quality people? Not quantity, quality people. What is your vetting? What are you doing to retain good people? What is your training? And most of all, are you willing to put away differences and work with other groups and other people? You might have had a fight with someone 15 years ago, but that person might save your life one day. Okay? So... It's time to really get serious. And if you're looking to start a group, which I've heard people talk about, hope this gives you an, an issue of where to go. And for people that are looking to join something, you need to talk to people in that group and find out what they're about, what they believe in, because there's a huge spectrum where people say militia is. Our organization is defensive, meaning I'm not going to go out and start this shit, but I'm going to finish it when it comes to me. You want to make sure they're not out there... Um, running around at the different capitals because protesting all the stuff is not what a militia is about. They should be training and preparing. And you want to make a statement? Stop complying. So get to know the people who are joining your group. Make sure they, you know, if, we, if you want people the same faith, not that I believe that's not an issue because it's America, everyone can worship what they want. 
but you need to make sure that people coming in understand your mission, your goal. And if you're going to build a group, they need to have that same mission and goal to build it together. You need to make sure that you have a vision and you're able to do that vision. And I'll be honest, the bigger the group gets, the, the more horrible things are going to break down. I was in a very large group a long time ago, and I'll tell you this, the best thing you can do is when a group gets a certain number, split it. And then have very minimal contact between the groups. You might have Spartanburg A, Spartanburg B, Spartanburg C, Spartanburg D. Maybe once a month there's a little comms meeting. Let leaders run their own little towns and cities. Trust people. But the bigger it gets, you're going to get into that fighting, the infighting, the egos, all right? And it's going to be destroyed. Patriots, I'm going to come back and talk more about this hopefully later. God bless. This is Kalishna Kitty. And um, I hope everyone has a blessed day. And if you want more information about my group, which is 3% Defense Militia, I'm in South Carolina. That's what I recruit for in my state alone. So if you are in South Carolina only, please feel free to reach out to me. And you can do it on this site. Or honestly, you can reach out to me as well. Um at email, and I'll give you one of my work emails. I have several. RevoltWellness at ProtonMail.com. And I hope everybody has a blessed day.